Hello, everyone. This is Drew from Best of Us Investors working with Kerry. Kerry's on a road trip this week, so I wanted to share what our stock analysis team at the Discord has discussed this week. The company we're looking into is NVIDIA, so hope you all enjoy it. Let's get into it. is the graphics processing chip manufacturer. And I think most of their revenue comes from the sales of the graphics processing units. We call them GPUs. I was wondering what the GP was. Why is it so valuable? And when people talk about computers or processes, they, they know CPUs. What I found was, um, I'm not an expert in, in IT, but CPUs, the central processing unit, they're kind of like the brain of the computer, but they usually have about four to eight cores. Like the cores is the brain of the computer where, where everything is processed, right? In the case of GPU, they have like hundreds of small cores. The CPU has more power than the GPU, but, but the benefit here is that the GPU can accomplish simple calculations at instance. Whereas in the case of the CPU, it handles more complicated calculation but less at once. So GPU is much, much more faster and it provides a parallel processing capability. And I think that's why GPU is becoming so powerful because there's so many, so much data out there that has to be processed instantly. And that's why I think GPU itself, its major goal was to improve the quality of graphics and video rendering. So they have to take a lot of points and render that at the same time as fast as possible for this to work. And when you talk about data center, what's data center? It's, it's about artificial uh, intelligence and high power computing. The GPU helps accelerate deep learning and machine learning. That's the core of artificial uh, intelligence. So in the case of deep learning, you're analyzing the pattern of massive amount of data using the GPUs. And then if you talk about artificial intelligence, the way that they use GPUs and artificial intelligence is for task automation. They're at a point where the computer itself could write their own codes. And the, the CEO, Jensen Huang, what he said was the artificial intelligence can write codes much faster than humans. And they could even uh, write codes that human cannot. But this is just the beginning. And this is all you know possible because of the GPUs, in my opinion. I thought this was fascinating where they had two major acquisitions. So one in 2019, one in 2020. So the first one was uh, Mellanox Technology, which was about 7 billion, I think. And what they do is they make ultra high speed internet and infinity brand products. So, so what does that mean? They're allowing uh, the data centers to link incredible amounts of GPU uh, computing power at an even higher speed. With the amount of data that's coming out, I think that's a must that they need. So that's a smart acquisition. The other acquisition, which a lot of people are talking about these days is the UK based company called ARM. NVIDIA is still in the process of the acquisition uh, with ARM. And I think this is a big deal because ARM, the way that this, this company ARM works is they don't actually build their own uh, processors or chips. They license the ARM architecture of the processor core of the semiconductor chip. They're at the heart of like most smartphones and most smart devices worldwide, globally. One of the reasons that this acquisition is not going through is because of a lot of companies opposing this acquisition with the concern of monopoly. So 
Qualcomm, Google, Microsoft, they're actually opposing this. Even UK is opposing this acquisition. So they're, I think they're still in the, in the process. And we have to see how that works out. Other thing, the professional visualizations, I think they're in like almost every sector, which is important. And the professional visualization is where GPUs are designed for 3D modeling software and imaging analysis. We definitely see virtual reality and augmented reality. It's a trend. And they're the leader in visual computing. Definitely, they're going to be involved with VR, AR, which is a must. You need GPUs for cryptocurrency mining, right? They're in that sector. Unfortunately, for all you 10Xers out there, this is not going to be a 10X video. Era of the 10X, in my opinion, has passed us a little bit. But I do think over the next 10 years, NVIDIA will become a trillion dollar company. My thoughts on NVIDIA is, to me, my investment in NVIDIA is purely based on artificial intelligence. I can't think of a better company to have in your portfolio to be invested in that space. Look at the areas they're in from gaming to data centers to, you know, even the genomic space. If you really research it, NVIDIA is heavily invested in that space and working closely with Oxford Nanopore for tech biosystems. So in a nutshell, that's really my thoughts on NVIDIA. When you look at a company already making billions and growing at 50%, to me, that's incredibly impressive. Now, again, I'm not thinking this is gonna be a, a 10X but I think a 20% return is very, very possible with a company like NVIDIA growing like they're growing, making money hand over fist like they're doing and having such a competitive moat in the AI space with what they developed with CUDA. Are you worried about the competition between AMD? It's always a concern. What AMD has accomplished is very, very impressive, but um, no, I'm not worried about it. I, I think actually they're going to end up complementing each other. I think AMD's acquisition of Xilinx is brilliant. I actually wish that NVIDIA would have acquired them if they wanted to be acquired, but the founder and CEO of Xilinx has a connection and used to work at AMD, and maybe that was just the right fit for them. But I, I don't think it's necessarily going to infringe on NVIDIA's dominance in GPUs. I think it's going to enhance what AMD is able to do with its CPUs and having a bigger place in the, the 5G infrastructure, because that's really where I think Xilinx's technology brings advantages. Some of the things that I just wanted to go through were, were the partnerships, where I think there's so much partnerships, and they partner with NEO to, to develop a new generation of autonomous uh, EVs. They're in partnership with Mercedes-Benz, Xpeng, Toyota, Volvo, Tesla. They were Working with Tesla from 2016 to 2019, NVIDIA supplied Tesla with the, the Autopilot uh, AP2, I think it was. They were involved with Tesla, but Tesla came out that they were not going to use NVIDIA's products anymore, and they're, they're going to come up with their own. So they, were, they, were, they had a partnership with Tesla. They have been working with the Amazon Web Service for over 10 years, and they're making new chips for mining for Ethereum. The medical sector, they're partnered with the AI Drug Discovery 
company, Schrodinger, they're in the genomic sequencing sector. They acquired a Parabarics, a sequencing analysis software developer. If you look at the ownership, like 70% are institution and smart money. I, I think the hedge funds, you know, the, these these people have confidence in this uh, company. I, I also think uh, NVIDIA will be the dominant player in this space in so many sectors. And the thing is, the whole revolution, the fourth revolution, we say, I don't think it even has started. So definitely I see it as a company more than a trillion market cap uh, in the future. The cons, I just have three. I, I, it was really hard to even find cons for me. One is they're in the crypto mining space. If you look at 2018, when the boom went up and then it crashed, right? Uh, Bitcoin crashed. The price went down like more than 50% because they were in that mining space. A lot of people bought NVIDIA GPUs for mining and then it crashed, the demand went way down. So uh, that's the concern that I had. The other thing is the acquisition with ARM. If it fails, we'll see how that turns out because there's, you know, these companies trying to block this acquisition or they're opposing it because of the monopoly. Seems like um, ARC was selling a lot of NVIDIA this month. So that was something I just wanted to uh, kind of point out. But again, in my opinion, I have NVIDIA. I've been NVIDIA for a long time. I'm excited about the stock split. I'm not sure if I'm going to buy more at this price, but if there's a dip, I'm always keeping an eye on to add more um, NVIDIA in my portfolio. How about Tiago? What do you think about NVIDIA? Although NVIDIA appears to be significantly uh, overvalued, they have a high uh, PE ratio. I, and I don't think that their past growth spurs are sustainable. I still think with uh, a new industrial revolution being around the corner, could uh, see NVIDIA becoming exceedingly more valuable as a leading innovator in the computing power industry. And so with the emergence of these new technologies, such as uh, autonomous driving and AI, virtual reality, uh, genomics, bigger and more cloud services, crypto mining, and more, the demand for this kind of computing power, which companies such as NVIDIA offer, is going to go through the roof. And as one of the leading innovators, I can see NVIDIA playing a sort of pick and shovel role in this scenario. I mean, try to imagine what you think the future will be like self-driving cars and robots and cyborgs but if you look at what's in the core of those fantasies it's almost always computing power and computers so if you are convinced that the future will kind of resemble that of which you just thought it, it would be weird not to invest in companies such as NVIDIA or Intel. Do you think that in that reality, the leading company of processing power or computer will be under a trillion dollars worth of market cap? Well, I don't think so. Me personally, I'm not going to buy at the moment. I don't think NVIDIA is going to boom anytime soon. Uh, I could be wrong, but I'd rather just spend my money uh, somewhere else. Uh, but that's short term. Long term, I do think it's a buy. Noodle, how about you? I really like their gaming service. Like They have the GeForce Now. Um, it's pretty good. Many people use it because you, know, you can pay, play a lot of games on low resolution ping, and, it, and it's really great for many gamers out there. That's why I know many people that don't have like the best PCs use GeForce Now. And another thing about their 
RTXs that they're developing, they're pretty solid. I mean, if you apply the RTX that they have in your PC and the games, they just get like a whole new setup and they're like really enhanced once that RTX is installed. So I think it's pretty solid player in the gaming industry as well. It's not just in the gaming industry. It's working on a lot of things like augmented reality, virtual reality, self-driving cars, lot, lots of things. I, I don't think it's going to like boom anytime soon, but for long-term, yeah, it's pretty good. Another thing is they're also doing things on like getting involved into like companies with like Neo, Xpeng, and all these companies like that. Another interesting thing I, I saw was that they're going to make some chips to mine Ethereum. One con that I saw in the company was that uh, global prices for like semiconductors, like they're not being manufactured as fast and NVIDIA relies on like external sources to make that their chips and that it would hurt them because of this semiconductor shortage that's happening because they rely on external sources. And that's just one con I saw in the company. I looked under the hood and I'll just bring up some things that may or may not concern someone who's looking into a buying nvidia this time i mean the good thing again like it, it does it makes earnings it makes profits uh, which is i know out of favor and <laughs> you know a lot of people want to you know get into the growth stocks and you know for the future but profits are are king for me drew you mentioned the you know, institutional ownership is up near 70 percent which is a, a positive you know for me short interest is like one percent so you know we don't have to worry about any of that i don't like the fact that they're going to split the shares out but that's just me personally it really has no bearing on the on the on the company itself for me. I think uh, Noodle probably mentioned one thing I was always concerned with is you know their supply chain and, and what's happening in the supply chain. They don't manufacture any of their silicon wafers. They don't own a wafer fabrication facility. You know they rely on Taiwan Semi and, and I think Samsung Electronics to manufacture their wafers. And you know what's going on in the chip area right now. It's you know it's tough. So I, I wonder how that will affect you know earnings coming up they don't assemble test package their products uh, they use independent subcontractors and they don't really have according to them long-term commitments or contracts with a lot of these suppliers so that would concern me also does it concern you at all in the supply chain james short term it does but um i would be excited if it went down you know because it would allow me to add to the position at a uh lower valuation. I mean, for, for me, this is a 10-year, 20-year position. So I, I would think it would be a great thing if it went down for a short-term problem. Do you foresee that it would uh, earnings in this next year to that degree? Definitely possible, yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking too. So that's just a, a cautionary. We talked a little bit about, about the inflation. You know, if inflation continues to spike, that tends to have negative effect. Uh, on earnings yields. So that has a tendency to maybe give you a buying point also. When we look at the numbers, you know, a lot of these companies use non-GAAP uh, reporting and just as a definition of non-GAAP reporting, it's financial measures adjust uh, the most directly comparable GAAP measures reported on an audited financial statement by excluding items the company believes are not good indicators of its performance. One such measure is non-GAAP earnings. The calculation of this measure is highly subjective and is not comparable across entities or industries. Non-GAAP earnings is not a required disclosure. Uh, nor is it auto. Using non-GAAP earnings, you know, earnings per share can be uh, significantly overstated due to non-inclusion of share-based compensation. And, you know, in the case of NVIDIA, it's kind of nice that they have it because they actually make money as opposed to a Palantir 
or any uh, other company like Skittles that doesn't make any money and they still provide their employees and their management with, with these big bonuses and shares. At least NVIDIA can justify doing it. If you look at their stock-based compensation, it's gone up quite a bit. 2019, it was $557 million. In 2020, it was $844 million. Uh, in 2021, it jumped up to $1.4 billion in stock-based compensation. Now, these aren't included in the consolidated statement of income and the non-GAAP reporting. So they're basically saying, you know, this doesn't really count against us in expenses. I look at it a little bit differently. Also, when you look at what the compensation is out there that's not really reported, $3.17 billion of unearned uh, stock-based compensation expense uh, is to be recognized over the next two and a half years. So that hasn't been given out yet, but within two and a half years, $3.17 billion. And as of the 31st of January 2021, $1.2 billion of exercisable options with an average share price of $14.40 per share will be probably exercised within the next 1.7 years. So you're going to see when people see the price at any time that that can be exercised. Now, those aren't really put on the books either. So I looked at just this year's reporting and they showed about $7.02 per share on basic net income per share, $1.4 billion out there. If you take that out, that would get you down to about uh, $702 a share to about $476 a share if you included that in. Always be aware of what's not on the books and what is on the books because as Warren Buffett says, it's got to be reported somewhere and it's got to be taken out at some time. But still, the company's very profitable. If you look over a four-year period from January 17th um, to January 21, you know, 51 million shares were issued for staff and management of uh, NVIDIA. Uh, again, those shares, which we talked about, were excluded from the non-GAAP earnings. If you would take the stock-based compensation and shares and include them over the four-year period, you know, of earnings as reported, the earnings would be much lower and the fee would be a lot higher than it is if you included those in. So just be aware of that. Again, company's good. Company makes money, but this is still sitting out there. And that's what I always look for. The last thing I talk about here is shareholder distributions. And this goes back to stock, you know, stock-based compensation too. This came from a Seeking Alpha article that I saw. And it said that 62% of reported earnings has been distributed out of equity to management staff in the form of share compensation. Meanwhile, only 8.8% of reported earnings have been distributed out of equity to shareholders via dividend. Okay. So since Q4 2018, the NVIDIA board has not increased the dividend payout for shareholders despite reporting record earnings uh, and earnings growth of more than 20% for the last several years. The annual dividends is about 64 cents, which is about 0.11%. So it's interesting that during that time, they have increased the number of shares issued to management and options from shareholder equity, but they haven't rewarded the shareholders uh, in the same manner. So that's just something to be out there. I mean, they don't have to give a dividend, but it's something I look at as far as a shareholder. If I were to buy NVIDIA, there are two ways that I can make my money. That's through the growth of the stock price or a dividend. So when I look at it, I think it's very expensive right now. So I'm not looking for the growth of the stock price. And then the, the dividend isn't really worth my time at 1.11%. You know, as a company, again, I, I think it's right now it's overvalued for me. If it came back, I, I like the presentation that Drew and and James put forth. Uh, they're into everything. They're not going to go away. Um, there's just a few things that I look at that aren't 
deal breakers for me. Uh, but it would have to be at a lower price before I would consider it. I'm, I'm not really a single share you know, stock buyer. I do have some, but uh, you know, it's an interesting company.